Imagine that you're about to board a plane to take a trip. Not a long one, about 50 minutes, give or take a few. Long enough for you to order a coffee or an adult beverage. Your captain is a grade school four square champion and an all-star at UNO. Hailing from Salina, Kansas and residing in Southeast Texas, he will give you his thoughts on music, family, and adventures in life. So sit back and get comfortable. The seatbelt sign is always off. Welcome aboard flight 785. Flight 785 in the house, guys. I am in the house. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard to Flight 785. You already know what we're about. You've heard the intro. My name is Ken Yan, a.k.a. Dutch Chocolate, and I'm here with my lovely lady friend, Carrie. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Fantastic, guys. This is the show where we grab some news stories, current events, and we chop it up, along with learn something which is our segment where we, you know, we get a little bit of knowledge. You know, we want you to leave with a little bit of knowledge, and uh, it's a good time. It is a good time. We are here at Cedar Crest South here in Southeast Texas, guys. Current time, 523 a.m. on June 9th, 2022. It is an early morning, guys. It is an early morning, and I am feeling great. Got a lot of stuff to do, and we're going to knock this bad boy out, Carrie. What say <laughs> you? Are you ready? Sounds like a plan. Guys, so at the very beginning of the show, I always have to let you know I have what you call diplomatic immunity. Don't get upset at me. I may ruffle a few feathers. And if you are listening, you are part of the flight crew and we appreciate it. You guys could be anywhere in the world and you probably are. And you're right here with us. So welcome aboard flight crew. So Carrie, we need to get into what the plan is for today. The flight plan, if you will. You know, okay. where we just go over and we talk about what exactly we're going to talk about today for the show. So what we have is we have a discovery at the airport that Border Patrol found. Okay. And then we're going to get into a movie. Uh, Winnie the Pooh is in it. So, oh. yeah, it's going to be nice. And then we're going to get into some interesting menu items that McDonald's is going to be providing to, you know, some of their... You know, some of their overseas locations. And then we get into Learn Something, nice. right? Carrie, what do we yes. got for Learn Something? So in the spirit of summertime, right. we're going to go over the history of maps and then how travel strengthens relationships and ignites romance. Is that right? How travel strengthens relationships yes. and inspires romance yes okay i know how much you love making this into a relationship podcast well you know this isn't a but relationship. it is the history of maps too okay guys this is not a relationship <laughs> podcast okay it is not I, i'm just a relationship i'm just, I'm just adding there's right. history of maps okay. for you right. and then something for everyone else fantastic and then we're going to get into my favorite segment of the show abby is not right that's where i grab you know one of these stories from the advice columns and we chop it up to decide if Abby is or is not right with her advice. So we are going to move to the airport, Carrie, the airport, one of the places that I'm not really a big fan of. You know, I'm not a big fan of the mm -hmm. airport. So here's what happened in Charlotte, North Carolina. A man was arrested at Charlotte Douglas International Airport after the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol officers discovered 23 pounds of cocaine hidden 
in his wheelchair. Oh, hell no. Clever. According to the Customs and Border Protection. Yes. 22-year-old Alexandria Lopez Morel, a lawful permanent resident of the United States, arrived in Chicago on a flight from the Dominican Republic, the DR, and was encountered by the officers. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman was utilizing an electric wheelchair to conceal packages of a white powdery substance. Do you think there's not many people that are using wheelchairs go to the Dominican Republic and it's that the, was It's the Dominican Republic. Dominican. <laughs> the Dominion, no. Hey, it's early in the morning. It, you know on. what? I understand. I understand. <laughs> it is early in the morning. I do not know. What, but, what do you think alerted them? But I don't know. We're going to find out. So <laughs> officers decided they continued to inspect his wheelchair. And they found packages with the seat cushions containing the substance that tested positive for cocaine. And what they have to say is the seizure demonstrates the dynamic border environment in which those officers operate at the airport. At the optimum best, Yes, I and guess. This is, our officers are determined to adapt and respond to these threats in an effort to stop narcotics reaching our communities. A total of four packages containing over 23 pounds of cocaine discovered inside the wheelchair, and it had an estimated street value of $378,000. Do you think they were just targeting the handicap? No, Carrie, I don't think. You guys, Carrie he, is the... couldn't run? <laughs> oh, hell no. I do or not was think it the that, powder on the wheels? I don't think the officers at the Charlotte <laughs> airport are targeting handicapped people. Okay, I don't think that's I, one I of the things... to push your buttons. Listen, in their training, I don't think they were told, target handicapped people. They can't run. Target people that cannot run. <laughs> target people in wheelchairs. Target, you know, no. target people that are have I, crutches. I didn't say that. You said, <laughs> do you think that they targeted the handicapped people? You know, I'm just fighting for the handicap. Maybe he needed a little So basically, let cash. me get this straight. So this gentleman has 23 pounds of cocaine that he's brought into the airport from the Dominican Republic. You never know. And it could have been a decoy. And your defense is... At the is, same time, someone was probably bringing a whole suitcase through. Your defense is the Americans with Disabilities <laughs> Act. Is that what you're telling me? That's what you're telling me. That no, your defense is no. the Americans with Disabilities Just Act. Just so everybody is knows, the reason I have diplomatic immunity. He does not. She it's does just not all have, a farce. Whatever he said at the beginning of the show, it's a farce. She does not have I diplomatic have immunity. immunity. Okay, so what you're telling me is if you were the supervisor at the airport in Charlotte, you would be looking for all the handicapped people because no. they can't run. Is that what you're telling me? I'm no. <laughs> that is not. Is that what you're telling me? Because that's what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is... No, I feel that they have. I feel that they've discriminated. You feel like the Charlotte Border Patrol officers... Yes, they were targeting. They were targeting the handicapped person because... I just want to get a ride. Because he can't (laughs) run. Is that what you're telling me? You know what? I just want to get you all riled up and get a rise out of you first thing in the morning. Current time is 5.30 in the morning, and she's already reading into things. I need to play the devil's advocate and get you all riled up. So you're telling me that it's okay now. It is okay for disabled people to be targeted at the airport. No, I'm telling you that it's okay because he was caught. 
Thank I don't goodness under- they did their job. I don't under- wink, wink. You know what? <laughs> I don't understand why this gentleman thought that he could get through the airport with 23 pounds of cocaine. Coming from the Dominican Republic the seat in a was wheelchair, probably extra puffy. That's probably what gave him away. You know, I don't know what gave him away, but I do not understand how people can think this thing. He didn't think this thing through. He did. He definitely did not think. Well, I this. think he did. He just really? didn't get away with it. You think that you can carry twenty three pounds, twenty three pounds of cocaine, and be okay and make it through the airport? You don't think that hasn't been tried before? You don't think they've gotten away with it before? You know what I have to say to that gentleman, Khaled? Congratulations, you played yourself. He played himself. He absolutely played himself. Moving on, Carrie, moving on. Winnie the Pooh. Are you a fan of Winnie the Pooh? Not so much. Not so much. Well, we need to talk about Winnie the Pooh 2.0. I bet you didn't realize there was a Winnie the Pooh 2.0, did you? He gets sped up. No, here's what the deal is. Winnie the Pooh stories you know winnie the pooh stories have they've been in the public domain now they're part of the public domain because they're so old okay but the tubby little cubby has already made his way into a new genre of films Uh uh-oh slasher films oh hell no winnie the pooh i already didn't like winnie the pooh now i really don't like it. the name of the movie (laughs) is called winnie the pooh blood and honey oh hell Oh, no. I and, agree. Oh, and the movie no. wrapped earlier this month. Where okay? was this film? And, well, you're about to find out. The first pictures show a demonic Winnie the Pooh and Piglet about to pounce on a scantily clad young woman who is relaxing in a hot tub. Oh, my. George Takai already? I, George Takai is already If you here. guys could see my face, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes. Yes. I, I'm getting heated yes. and in a lather and very annoyed. You're going to get what? A lather? Yes. Oh, my. Isn't that your word? Yes. Listen, don't be pushing <laughs> out to the interwebs my vernacular, okay? So in an interview with Variety, the director, his name is Rice Waterfield. And he is in post-production of a bunch of other films also. But regarding this movie, he said, because of all the press and stuff, we're going to start expediting the edit and getting it through post-production as fast as we can. Because he knows he's wrong. That's not true. That is true. That's not true. According to Waterfield, who also wrote and and co-produced the film, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, we will see Pooh and Piglet as the main villains. Going on a rampage after being abandoned by college-bound Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin has pulled away from them, and he's not given them any food. It's made Pooh and Piglet's life quite difficult. Because they've had to... What's so funny? Because they've had to fend for themselves... Starving the bear and the pig. Starving the bear and the pig. It's already ironic. The bear's belly is bigger than the pig. Wait a minute. Because usually pigs eat everything and they're big and fat. Wait wait a minute. You're on board flight 785. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Because they've had, I'm going to reset that. Because they've had to fend for themselves so much, they've essentially become feral. So they've gone back to their animal roots. They're no longer tame. They're like a vicious bear and pig who want to go around and try to find 
pray. I think Gary. this guy has been mentally scarred in his childhood with Winnie the Pooh. And right. instead of just letting it go and chalking it up to an irritation, he has yes. turned it into a horror It film. is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah. So if you can imagine, okay, if you can imagine, I don't want to imagine a group of teenagers or whatever. No, I don't going, want to imagine going out to let me paint the picture. You're hurting my ears. Let you know I don't like horror films. Going out to a cabin out in the woods. Party's here. Oh, Snooky is there. I'm gonna have and nightmares all day long. So, the, so the scantily clad woman goes no. and sits in a hot tub. And creeping up behind her is Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. And I'm they closing have some, my eyes and I'm getting bad visual, they visuals. Some, they have some bad <laughs> intentions. Okay, the film I, was shot in 10 days in England. Of course it was. Not far from Ashdown Forest. Which they is had the, to do it really quick well, because they were going to get shut down really quick. Well, let's not read into this too much. I'm but, sure the English are very proud of their Winnie the Pooh. Well, the film was shot in 10 days. Not yeah. far from Ashdown Forest. Not 100 days. 10. Which is the inspiration for uh -huh. the Hundred Acre Wood. Okay. So, Mr. Waterfield declined to reveal the budget for the slasher flick. I'm sure it was very cheap. But it is going to be a great film. Mm -hmm. Given the premise, the biggest challenge Waterfield shed was balancing the line between horror and comedy. When you try to do a film like this, and it's a really wacky concept, it's very easy to go down a route where nothing is scary and it's just really ridiculous and really stupid. And we wanted to go in between the two. So, as an example, Waterfield explained the setup behind the picture of a girl relaxing in a jacuzzi and Pooh and Piglet looking and standing behind her. She's having a good time. And then Pooh and Piglet appear behind her, chloroform her, take her out of the jacuzzi. And then I'm not going to go any further because I don't want to let I listen. I don't want to spoil this part of the film. Uh, what I'm imagining yes. is a bad Roger rabbit. I didn't curse. You know what? My engineer was preemptive, getting ready to see if you're, I didn't know if you were going to say bad yeah, something. No, I was waiting to see if my engineer was waiting to see if you were going to say something, but you didn't. Thank goodness. But please continue. Please continue. <laughs> no. Excuse me? In English, please. <laughs> A bad Roger Rabbit film um, where there's, where there's characters and then there's cartoon characters and yes. it, it's, that sounds horrible. They need to shut that stuff down. Flight crew, I've already found out a movie that we're going to watch on date night. It will be Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Carrie, what say? You Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I guess you're going on a date with someone else. What? It's not going to be me. Oh. I don't watch horror films, and especially not that one. We're going to go don't see. Don't ruin my childhood. We're going to go see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, guys. I, nope. As soon as it comes out, I'm going to find it. And we are going to watch it. And I'm going to give you guys the review regarding Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. It sounds you're like you're on great, your own. You can write like, a relationship podcast about how you're alone with horror films. This sounds like a great date night. If you guys think that I need to go see and take my lady friend to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Give me a hell yeah. Well, there you have it. I can tell you that will never happen. I don't care what button you push. I don't care who says yes. 
Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is coming out, guys. Just be prepared for that. That hurts my ears just hearing that. We're moving on. McDonald's. McDonald's. The McDonald's. Excuse me. McDonald's. Yes. McDonald's is what it is called. It might be McDonald's in your country, but in mine, it's McDonald's. I went to public school. Carrie went to Obviously. A, Carrie went to a different school. She went to a private school. She thinks she's better than everybody else. Shout out to Salina South High School in Salina, Kansas. That is how we get down. But anyway, I digress. McDonald's is going to do a new taste of the Mediterranean menu overseas. Mm. So there are four new burgers, including mm-hmm. the Italian stack, the crispy chicken Italiano, the Spanish stack, and the chicken fiesta. So to go with these, they have... Are they have, bowls? No, these are sandwiches. Oh. And to go with these, they're coming out with halloumi fries. And halloumi is made of goat's cheese, like mozzarella sticks. And you can dip them. They're also coming up with a tiramisu McFlurry and a Spanish fruit punch drink. Mm. So what they're going to do is they... And this thing is going to launch through across UK and Ireland. Okay. All right. And so this Italian stack is made up of layers of beef patties... Slices of mozzarella, crispy onions on a rich tomato sauce, bechamel sauce, and lettuce served on a toasted bun and herb bun. It's or bechamel. Toasted, oh, excuse me. Toasted tomato and herb bun. That's too many flavors all in one sandwich. Okay. It's got all the flavors of everyone's comfort pasta dish, like a lasagna tasting, with the traditional taste out of a McDonald's burger. Can it? And it's a genius combination it is a genius combination imagine, what say you Carrie? imagine mac and cheese equals macaroni and cheese uh, yeah equals the mozzarella equals lasagna with your classic red sauce then a classic white sauce lasagna all in one lasagna yes does that sound delicious let me tell you something. And then throw in some beef. Let me tell you something. It is <laughs> going to be wonderful. It is going to be wonderful. That is what the sandwiches. They just that, keep on a roll with their heart attack waiting to happen. You know what? Why is the beef? That's not very nice. It, it's like Arby's trying to have an Angus roast beef Listen, hamburger. The only issue you might have is getting your chops around the burger as it is stacked very high. I'm sure it is. That is one of the burgers that they have. It Do they is, have noodles in the middle of it too? It is not. It's the Italian stack. Now, we need to move on. There's the crispy chicken Italiano made with a chicken burger topped with a tomato, mozzarella, red onion, and lettuce drizzled in a basil pesto sauce in a toasted cabata style bun. Ciabatta. Excuse me? Ciabatta. I believe it is cabata. I believe it is I believe it is pronounced. <laughs> that one sounds okay. I believe we it is. We can move cabata. on now. I believe it is cabata. With the ciabatta bread. You know what? I can't wait till you walk out of the door heading to work. I'm gonna say are not, you gonna kick me on my no, way gonna, out. I'm gonna say those are some nice cabatas. <laughs> oh my George. George Chabatta coming in. Yes. <laughs> Yes, cabatas. So the pesto sauce pairs so well with the other fillings and gives it a fresh taste. And the chicken fillet inside is very generous in size. No cardboard like meat here. Yes. I was just going to say, it's going to taste like cardboard like all their other chicken. How did they know? All I can tell you is that is the crispy chicken. And then we need to move it. Or their rubber nuggets. 
Listen, don't be hating on McDonald's. <laughs> I okay? can't. I can't swallow their nuggets. They are coming out with a tiramisu McFlurry with chocolate flavored biscuits. You know they call cookies biscuits. Sure. Okay, so it is a chocolate flavored biscuits and a coffee and chocolate sauce that is sure to please those with a sweet tooth. Carrie, will you be trying any of those? You know I don't touch coffee. You don't, okay. Mm -hmm. And then McDonald's is going to swing over to Spain and Cyprus, those countries. And they have- Cyprus? Yes, Cyprus. Where's Cyprus? It's uh, overseas, across the pond. And so they will have new burgers there called the Spanish Stack. It's featuring two beef patties, chili cheddar, red onion, lettuce, and spicy tomato style sauce. And the chicken fiesta sandwich. So they're stealing Whataburger spicy ketchup. Well, I don't know about that. But the chicken fiesta is comprised of a vibrant orange chili and paprika bun filled with crispy chicken, chorizo, chili cheddar, spicy tomato sauce, red onion, and lettuce. So what say you, Carrie? Are you down with the chicken fiesta? No. You are not down with the chicken fiesta. So that's what we have overseas. McDonald's. Listen, I have beef. With McDonald's. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they don't have the McRib every year. No, why? Or every day. You know what? Don't be judging me. Okay? (laughs) Do not judge me. All these countries are getting all these new combinations. And I'm still stuck here with the Big Mac and the Quarter Pounder and all that stuff. We need to get some new stuff in McDonald's. So, McDonald's, you need to step your game up. If you can go to these other countries and get all these other countries, these different meats and burgers, then you guys can hook us up. With some variety too. What say you, Carrie? What say you? Yes. I. I yes. No. Don't don't you know break what? something I, that's not broken. Don't break something that's not broken. That's what you're telling me. They could they could step up their game with their nuggets. I believe and their chicken. I believe the saying is if they say it doesn't taste like cardboard, then they know it tastes like cardboard. So step up your game. I believe the get name, some organic chicken in there. I believe it's, you can process the meat all you want and it tastes good, you know, but that chicken, I, it needs some help. I believe the, the Fix saying the is the chicken first. If it's not, you know, what? <laughs> if it ain't broke, use don't a real fix chicken. It. If it ain't broke, don't fix fix it. That is the term. Okay, not. Don't break something that's not broke or whatever. Yeah, you know what? I can say what I want to say. I have diplomatic immunity. Always, forever, and now. I just don't blurt it out to everybody. Rick James. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Don't break something that ain't already broke. Is that what you're telling me? We're moving on. I did not transport (laughs) cocaine in a wheelchair. We need to move on. It is time for Learn Something, the segment of the show where Carrie grabs you know, something for us to learn about. You know, we want you to leave the show learning something. So what do we got for this week? All right. We're going to go over the history of maps. Um, I was just thinking, you know, we're about to take a trip. By the time you guys listen to the podcast, we'll be returning back. Right. And um, I was just thinking about, you know, summertime and traveling and trips and right. Trips. Excuse me. Um, And how, uh, you know, we you used to grab out the atlas and choose a child to learn how to read the maps for the trip and things. The road atlas, yes. yes, back in the day. Yes, your favorite thing when you traveled, you would you would study the atlas nonstop. You have to as know all your routes. the country. You have to know all your routes. So now we have GPS, right? 
Correct. So I thought, well, let's go into the history of maps. So the world map was etched on clay tablets in the ancient city of Babylon around 600 BC. It was a star-shaped map measuring five by three inches, showing the world as a flat disk surrounded by an ocean, or as they call it, the Bitter River. The Bitter River. Yes. So, maps, just for a refresher for those that don't use maps or have never used maps, some of the basic elements in a map should be the title, the direction, the legend with symbols, you know, uh, north areas, distance, scale, labels, grids, and index, uh, citation, all of these things make it easier for people to understand the basic components of a map, right? Yes. And that's what you learn in school. You learn how to A1 is where, let's say, Kansas is, you know, or right. something. Right, absolutely. Of course, Kansas wouldn't be A1 because they're in the middle, but, you know. I understand, like yes. Like G9 or something. Understood, yes. So then I got to thinking about how when you follow the map and you don't get there and, you know, it turns into an argument between couples because it's said that there's been some research done that 36 out of 50 women used to get irritated that their husbands refused to ask for directions. Is that right? What percentage of men do you think were irritated because their spouse, women's spouses would not ask for directions? Well, I don't think that the, Exactly. Well, Five out of fifty. No, no, what I was thank saying you. is thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if women should be behind the wheel. <laughs> Diplomatic community. Well usually it's the passenger that needs to go ask for directions. Diplomatic community. Okay. Don't don't you always say I you're the if, navigator I don't if you're know. not driving? Yes. Well, and you're never driving. You know, I'm from the old school folks. I don't believe that women should be behind the wheel. That's okay. just my just my thinking. So Diplomatic then I was thinking back yes. to all of our travels and all of our adventures. Right. And I was thinking there's two things that come to mind. But I was going to ask you, are there any travel faux pas about directions that bring some humor to you that we've experienced? Off the top of my head, I cannot think of any. Okay. None at all. So the number one thing that uh, brings to mind for me is when the GPS just came out and we were using a Garmin. And the Garmin kept, the the lady on the Garmin kept telling Kenan to go on the highway, but yet I could see right in front of me that the hotel was on the feeder. And if he got back on the highway, he would pass the the hotel. Right. And I kept screaming, do not listen to her. Do not listen to the other woman. Listen to me. The hotel is on the right. And he said, I am following the woman. What she I... is telling me to go on the highway. So if you can imagine a Chevrolet <laughs> Suburban 
full of youngins driving to Disney World. No, no, this was, was this was Corpus Christi. Oh, Corpus Christi. Yes. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Disney World. No, I was going to bring that one up, a too. group of youngins <laughs> in a Chevy Suburban, and the Garmin is giving me directions, and I have the Garmin giving me directions, <laughs> and I have my lady friend screaming, don't listen to her, listen to me. And it, it's, in, it's a, you know, it is concerning. Okay, you know what I was thinking to myself? Ain't nobody got time for that. I need to go home. But he sure had time to listen to her and have to circle back around. Let me get this straight. And then the Garmin did it again. And he was trying to listen to her again. And I told him to not listen to any other woman. Listen to me. (laughs) Is everything okay? But then you need to raid this back in. Wait, and then we were driving. I was driving to Disney World. We are almost there. It's saying we'll be there in 0.5 minutes. We've got four children just so excited to go to Disney World. Disney World. I'm gonna I'm gonna set the scene. It was almost dusk. It was getting dark. Yes. And I decided I have no idea. I'm not the navigator. I'm in the driver's seat. That the navigator was going to be Kenan. He was in the passenger seat. He needed to help me and make sure that she was giving me the correct directions, that other woman. And next thing I know, the navigator is screaming, Stop! Put on the brakes! Put on the brakes! And the kids in the back seat are going, What's going on? What's going on? And I'm saying pleasantly, Well, the sign said we're almost to Disney World. Go ahead and wake up and put on your shoes. And next thing I know, there is this huge pile of sand at a dead end. (laughs) And and the front end of the Suburban went to a screaming halt. And we hit the edge of the sand dune (laughs) because the road had ended because she led us on the wrong adventure. Truth be told, women shouldn't be behind the wheel. (laughs) Maybe the GPS was wrong. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I do not think so. As I've said before, guys, diplomatic immunity. Don't get upset at me. But, <laughs> Carrie, please continue. So, I'd like to go over, according to USTravel.org, travel does strengthen relationship and ignite romance. Is that right? Yes. How so, is that so? And having the GPS is said to be um, yes. uh, good for relationships because really? there's less arguing. Less arguing. Even though, you know, she was not always right, she is getting it better. The other woman is finally getting it better for the most part. I don't know why you always call it the other woman. Okay? You act like it's a... Uh, well, yours is you, a woman voice. Mine is a male voice. You now. act like, you know, you call it the other woman. It's just a GPS. <laughs> it's, all, it's just a GPS. It's not it's, 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 it's not the other woman. It's, it's just a GPS. That's all it is. Okay. So travel has long-term benefits for couples. Yes. Couples who travel together report higher levels of satisfaction with their relationship. Is that right? Yes. Couples that rated relationships based on the number of different factors, couples who traveled together rated their relationship higher on every single factor, such as... Respondents who travel as a couple believe the romance is still alive in their relationship, compared to 73% of respondents who don't travel together or having trouble in their relationship, compared to 86% that do travel. 
Really? Yes. 94% of those who travel as a couple reported that they feel close to one another, compared to 86% who did oh. not feel close. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a... And tra- traveling couples believe that they spend more quality time together. Really? Yes. It's like they're... they're Couples that travel together have similar goals and desires, and they share hobbies and interests. Or on their travels, they find these interests and they find these hobbies that they can share together. Right. Well, that's fantastic. Yes. And then uh, couples that travel together also learn how to communicate better. And divorce rates are less if you travel together versus if you do not travel together, couples that um, travel together also yes. believe that traveling uh, positively impacts their relationship in a number of different ways, increasing their intimacy and their chances to stay together for a long run. A long run. Yes, because travel ignites romance and depends on the intimacy um it sparks the romance because you're giving a gift that isn't too big or too small it's something that you both enjoy together fantastic is that what we have for learn that's what we have you're on board flight 785 all right we need to move into my favorite portion of the segment Abby is not right. That's where I grab an advice. I grab a story from one of the advice columns and we chop it up to decide if Abby is or is not right, Gary. So are you ready? I'm ready. So this is coming from Dear Abby. And here is the segment or the story. Dearest Abigail, my husband and I are having a hard time navigating a reoccurring situation in our marriage. My husband is friendly with three brothers. They hang out often and sometimes drink. Their sister sometimes hangs out with them too. I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with my husband getting drunk when she's around. He continues. With his sister? Excuse me? With his sister? No, Gary. Let me reset that. Let let me reset that. You know what? Stay with me. Stay with me. Here we go. I thought I was following. Okay, here we go. Dearest Abby, my husband and I are having a hard time navigating a reoccurring situation in our marriage. Okay. My husband is friends with three brothers. They are not his brothers. Okay, okay. That's what I missed. The husband is friendly with three brothers. Yes. They hang out often and sometimes drink. Okay. Their sister sometimes hangs out with them, too. So the sister of the three brothers, they yes. all hang out together. But they're not related. They're, yes. Th- no, they're not related. The I got husband, it. Okay. Only the brothers and the sister. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's Just clarifying the for the audience. You know what? You know, I'm going to need a drink after this podcast. <laughs> and it's only 6 a.m. I got to go to work, and, but sure. And it's only 6 a.m. <laughs> So you're following so far, right? Yes, I've okay. got it. I've okay. got the the family tree right. down now. I'm uncomfortable with my husband getting drunk when she's around. He continues to do it, though, in spite of my concerns. Mm-hmm. Last night, he was at a friend's house 
his friend's house from 11 p.m. until 6 a.m. Oh, she was there. No. She was there for part of the drinking and partying. Mm-hmm. I have a really hard time with this. What should I do? Ban. Oh, this is terrible. Ban him from spending time with her. This is terrible. This is terrible. She's upset. Should we see what Abby has to say about this? Or would you like to give your take on this, Carrie? Ban him from hanging so out you're with giving, her. So you're giving your take? Yes, because that is not his sister. He That's sh- his friend's brother's sister. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, you wait, heard wait, you wait, heard wait. the lowdown at the beginning so of the story. That's why I'm going to get it straight. You're saying that he, that the wife should ban the husband from hanging out with the three brothers and the sister. Yes. That's what you're telling me. When a woman fills red flags, there are red flags. There are red flags. Yes. Okay. They're flying high in this one. That might not be necessarily true. That, okay, what does Abby that say? That might not necessarily be true because some women they get these red flags, and that's you know that's just how they are. They're one hundred percent true. Don't listen to the other woman. No. I don't know what no, no, I not, don't what know I'm, what more I need you, to explain. You're turning this into a relationship podcast. What I'm trying <laughs> to tell you is that women. No, you brought this up. Women have different chemical balances and makeups yes. which makes and they're smarter which makes them back crazy <laughs> no they're smarter and they have good instincts so, men just don't understand because they don't have it that's not true <laughs> men have uh, men have a lot more because they have women have smaller a lot more different instincts well biologically women have smaller brains than men so that's you know that may account for the <laughs> that's because we don't have to think too community. hard <laughs> Well, you guys can't think very hard because we you have, think more quickly. So no, we need less to no, run on. No, no, because women have smaller braids. That's why it's hard for them. Yes, you do have less to run on, less capacity, if you will. No, diplomatic community. We don't have to think for hours on that, that, it. We just act on instinct. We got know, this. Okay, we're quick. If, if, if you say so. So we're going to see what Abby has to say. Sure. So Abby says, although coming home at six a.m. is awfully late. It may have happened because he was too drunk to drive home. I have trouble believing anything bad would happen with the sister in the presence of her three brothers. Has your husband done anything to cause your insecurity? If not, you need to work on your jealousy and trust issues. You tell her, Abby. You tell her, Abby. She has jealousy and trust issues. Abby is just, you know what? I got to hit engineer, hit Abby with the horn. I'm going to reset that. Reset that one more time for the people listening in the back. For those in the back, what she says is, has your husband does anything to cause your insecurity? If not, you need to work on your jealousy and trust issues issues do you have that that's really you know loud if do you however, have the bleep because if, i call the bull no no Ugh. if however he has then you need to work together to get the root of what is going wrong in your marriage you know what abby is coming through in the clutch no. I those think three it's time brothers for- are covering Please. for him because they want him their best friend to be their brother-in-law no <laughs> you know what is he what oh hey Oh, no. There's You're a whole into scheme. No, Carrie if she, re- you know if what, she feels that way, then she feels that way for a reason. Because there's no reason if he drank too much, he couldn't call his wife. Because if she cared so much about him not spending time with her, then all he had to do was pick up the phone and she would have been right there by maybe his he, side maybe, driving him home. Maybe he doesn't want to call. Taking care of him, whether he was sick, it doesn't matter. She would have been there. Yes. 
scary. Are Hang you guys- hangover and all. Let me tell you, you something. know what? Sure, shut that off. Do you think, shut that off right now. Do you think he wants to call his wife to break to pick him up? Maybe they only have one car. We don't know that. Maybe he drove over there, and there's not a. She another- could have Ubered there to help him. Well, maybe he didn't want. She could have to- rode her bicycle. She- he didn't maybe even he give did- her a chance to help. Maybe he did. He was out from eleven p.m. Maybe he's got an alcohol problem. Or maybe that's just the problem. You're right. Maybe there are other issues in the marriage. What I have to. It's tell all you, about him. Please, can I give you my take on this? You have. Oh, now you want to give the take? Yes, you've are. This is not called the war yes, on bid. He podcast. will need to move out. Move out. He will need to move out since your answer is always finding another home. The man will need to move out. You know what? This is ridiculous, guys. This is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> this is my take on the whole situation. I'm listening. I believe, as Abby said, it seems like the woman is very insecure. Now, I want you to tell the truth. No, I'm about, tell the truth. Tell the truth about how you feel about this situation. Don't, don't just, I don't want you telling what you want or think others want to hear. Tell the truth from the bottom of your heart what you feel. Let me tell you something. This is Scout's honor. Okay. I was Were of, you? I was one of the highest decorated we blows. You're a Girl Scout. I was one of the highest decorated. You went to Camp Wiedemann. I was one of the highest decorated we blows in the Scouts. So yes, I will tell you this. Or was it Awana? I, I can't remember. I believe it was Awana. Shout out to Awana. But moving on, guys, I will have to tell you this, that this gentleman has to deal with this wife who is highly insecure, has jealousy issues, okay, and trust issues. He can't even go hang out with with some friends from 11 p.m. and come home at 6 a.m. without her flying off the handle. This is doggone ridiculous. This gentleman, what he needs to do is he needs to talk to her and she needs to go see some counseling and speak with someone regarding these issues because there's no reason why a gentleman, you know, we, we men, we work very hard. Okay, I work very hard. And after working 40, sometimes 80, 150 hour weeks, you need time. You need time to decompress. Press. And if that means hanging out with your friends who are three brothers that have a sister, I see nothing wrong with it. I think, you know, if she wasn't such a Debbie Downer, maybe she'd get invited to the party, too. But she didn't get invited to the party. You know the reason why she didn't get to the party, get invited to the party? Because she ain't invited. Ah! That's why. Because she has security, insecurity I, I'm issues, sure guys. she was invited to the party, but she feels so uncomfortable with she's the insecure. She's insecure. That she does not want to go. And she probably doesn't like their drinking shenanigans. You know what? She has legit standing. She's a hater. She's a hater. Abby didn't let her write a rhetorical report back to her. Well, all I have to tell you guys is that is how I feel. And no one's going to change how I feel. This woman is insecure. And this is a war on bit. Moving on. Carrie, we are out of time. I agree. War on (laughs) You know what? If Carrie had her own. Men with small brains. If Carrie had her own podcast, it would be called the War on Men podcast. Truth be told. I like my man. But we are. You know what? (laughs) You know what? 
this is ridiculous. I know you do. Oh, my. Stop it, George Takai. You're making me blush. But moving on, Carrie, I'd like to thank you for showing up on the show for another week of the Flight 78 podcast. Do you have Flight 785? Do you have any final thoughts? Any final thoughts, Carrie? What do you have for us? No, have a good week. Have a good weekend. And we'll see you in two weeks. We will see you guys in two weeks. I will tell you this. I will leave you with this, guys. And this is coming from my man. Uh, I grabbed this from my man, Antonio Vereen. The credit is to Emma Zek, though. And what she says is, if you want to align with real friends, real lovers, real community, share your truth proudly, consistently and unashamedly. Shout it, sing it, sculpt it, write it, dance it. Paint the most authentic you all over the canvas of your life. Whoever's left applauding your art is your people. I'll say that again. Whoever's left applauding your art, those are your people. Whoever fades away was never yours to begin with. That is real talk. We love y'all. We will see you in two weeks. Blue skies and a tailwind. You know how we get down. You're on board flight 785. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.